I'm Aria Schwartz, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. I'm very excited for this episode as we continue our series of going in-depth on each team in the WNBA. This episode, we welcome Chicago Sky Beat reporter Annie Costable of the Chicago Sun-Times to the show. If you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community, patreon.com backslash Winsider. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. And don't forget to see our staff's amazing written content over at Winsider.com. That's Winsider.com. While you're over there, people are still playing overseas. Yes, they are. Our overseas tracker is live now. You can see where your favorite WNBA players are playing overseas all in one place. And remember... Downloading the episode makes our stats look better and allows us to continue doing this important work. Annie Costable, welcome to the show. So excited, so happy to have you. I'm a big fan of your work. I've been reading you for a good minute now. Uh, how you doing? What's going on? Where, where are you these days? Man, it's been a slow work week. Not a ton of news going on right now. Also, <laughs> my apologies for coming in early on that music. I hope you could uh, you could turn me down You're in good. the beginning. Um, but yeah, really happy to be here. We obviously have a lot to talk about. I'm I'm here joining you from Chicago, from my apartment in Noble Square. Shout out to Noble Square, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be here as well. So. Before we get into this and go in-depth on the Chicago Sky, remind the folks, tell them where they can see your work and see your ramblings and thoughts. Well, you know, support local journalism and obviously support the W, support reporters covering the W, and you could do that by subscribing to the Sun-Times. And if you're only interested in, you know, following my coverage of the Chicago Sky, you can follow me on Twitter at Annie Costable, on Instagram at Annie Costable. I share all my stories and all my content there as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm always going to encourage people to support local journalism and support the Chicago Sun-Times by subscribing. And you can do that at thechicago.suntimes.com. Boom. Love it. That sounded like a recording ad, but I love it. Um, <laughs> no, like in, in the best way. All right, let's talk some Chicago Sky. Let's um, get into it. H- how are you feeling about this team? Give us some updates, what's going on during training camp, and what are your key takeaways? Uh, I know you you haven't been able to be there live in person. Um, nobody has. Right. So obviously, we're very reliant on the word of others. Uh, but talk to me. You know, I know you're in there uh, as often as possible. Talk to me about what your takeaways are. Yeah, obviously, I've been at every media availability. They've all been over Zoom. Cannot wait for the day when we can be back in person with people, players, coaches. Uh, But I think, you know, there's been a ton of takeaways. So it's hard to nail down one. I guess if I had to nail down, you know, the major takeaway from training camp, it's just that they've still been without so many players. Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley um, have not been with the team um, a stew, I think today it was her first day practicing. I believe she's still going to be available to, or she is going to be available to the media today. It's May 7th. Um, and, and also Shyla Heal has not joined the team due to some issues with her travel visa. It just was delayed and getting approved. She has been approved. So she's expected to 
to be with the team next week. So I think the biggest takeaway is that as much as they've been able to do, they still have not been able to do a lot in terms of, you know, solidifying their backcourt. We know, you know, Courtney is, is at the helm. She's leading this team. Like there's not questions as to, you know, what the backcourt's going to look like, but it's just, it's still hard to implement certain things when you don't have your entire roster together. Ruthie is also, um, still not with the team. So again, there's just uh, some moving parts right now. But I would say that to a degree, there is a positive of this because going into the offseason, or not, I shouldn't say the offseason because that would be glossing over Candace Parker joining the team. But when you look at the post Candace Parker era of Chicago Sky, I think the real question has been that backup guard position behind Quiggs. Um, sorry, Vandersloot. I, I always write them as Vanderquigs because I keep them together so often. Um, but hey, that's a great nickname. I no. think they like that nickname. I, I haven't had a chance to ask, but it's a great nickname. Find out. Find out. Um, that that's what the, the the important things that we need to know. Breaking news. Um, but I find it, you know, that this team, the real question mark was the backup point guard position. They have depth up up in the bigs. They have depth at the wing. They have depth really everywhere except that guard position. Right. Um. And it's always been a question, but definitely a positive if I'm James head coach slash GM James Wade that I can sit here and go, I know what I'm getting from Vander Quiggs. Now, granted, the negativity of not having heel there is a big issue, right? Let's let's not gloss over that. That's their 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 top pick. That's a player who uh, is a long term solution. I, I don't not even solution, a long term answer to a question that they've had for a while. Um, and honestly, here's the thing to back up. Vanderquigs or just Vandersloot isn't the hardest of jobs, right? It's essentially keep the boat afloat when she's because she needs to rest. We need somebody who can do some positivity uh, while one of our best players, arguably the best point guard in the league, arguably an MVP caliber player is doing that work, but she needs to take that rest. Um, what have what is your takeaway been as far as the fight for that coveted backup of uh of, of Vandersloot position? I think that obviously Shyla Heel not being with the team right now, like you said, is is it puts a question mark there just in the simple fact that, you know, they drafted this player to be, like you said, a long-term answer to that backup position and also you know learn from Courtney to possibly one day be be the number one and obviously a lot goes into that a lot can change between now and and whenever you know Courtney takes her you know plays her final game in the WNBA I'm not at all you know trying to get into her retirement Courtney has many games ahead of her but you know Shyla not being here right now um, is a challenge, but there's been incredible point guard battles. And I think one specific to pay attention to is Lexi Brown. You know, she was brought in and, and she's a veteran presence in this, in this league, you could say, you know, she has a couple years under her belt. And so as much as the, the sky drafted Shyla as a quote unquote, what did Wade say? Um, a solidified player. You know, he didn't draft her to to not sign her. Um, there's there's other options at that backup point guard position as well. And and the Lexi Brown, when she was originally signed, I remarked, 
you know, there was a lot of hoopla about it. And my, and my remark kind of got me some blowback of saying like, that's great and all, but the way that this roster is constructed right now, I can't expect her to make the roster. Now, as news broke yesterday, shout out to the many reporters uh, who had uh, coverage of this, but I got to give a shout out to my girl, Rachel Galligan for breaking it. Um, the team places Gabby Williams on the suspended for the year list. Uh, it, I don't know, like we can talk about it. I don't, it's not like a, something that we need to avoid or anything like that. I think it's pretty clear what happened. I mean, we're not going to get into speculations of, I know all of her social media, the speculations, did the team tell her, did the team not tell her, did she approve it? Did she not? Um, that that's surrounding stuff, but that's not the crux of it. The crux of it is one, it was quite obvious after news broke that she was possibly going to be traded on draft night. Once that news broke, it was quite obvious that the situation was Chicago under one, one of the parties wanted out that like just flat out one of the parties and maybe two of the parties. It honestly, it doesn't matter. The writing was on the wall and it got to a point where if a trade wasn't going to happen, Chicago had to make a tough decision of she's not going to be here till let's assume August very end of the season which means that this team would be running a 10-person roster for the majority of the season. And when you have some, I don't want to call them older players, but more veteran players, that's not ideal, especially when the chips are in and you're going all in to win a championship this year, next year. You know what I mean? So like, it was a situation where the team had to go, okay, if we can't move her and get some return back, and I always side with the team in this regard in the sense of, if you have this player under contract, I'm not just cutting them so they can go play for someone else. Right. I need to get some return. And that's just the business of it. Let's talk about this roster uh, and, and what the Gabby Williams suspension does. There's only cap space for two more players. And, and I say two players and everyone's going to look at me and say, your numbers are off, blah, blah, blah. Let me run down who I have on, on, on the roster in my mind. Speak uh-huh. up if you think I'm wrong. Speak up if you're like you add a question to it. Um, and I think <laughs> you'll kind of get a sense of, of where I'm at. Candace Parker's a fit. Allie Quigley's a fit. Courtney Vandersloot's a fit. Diamond Shields, Azrae Stevens, Kalia Copper, Steph Dolson, Ruthie Hibbard. Now, I believe a stew is a lock also. I kept saying fit. I don't know. I meant lock. I believe a stew is a lock also, but obviously my whole plan goes out the window and it changes many things because a stew does have that salary that is uh, on a base slightly higher than lower level training camp contracts. Um, Similar, similar level. In fact, same exact amount as Lexi Brown for that, that base salary. But so what we're in a situation now is I assume heels making it. I assume when you put that effort into drafting that player and how hyped the team is on her, and maybe that's a a bad assumption. I assume she's making it. So that's 10 players that I just listed off there. Now, if we would have included Gabby at that 11, you're set, you're done. It's over. But now Removing Gabby from the equation gives you the opportunity to possibly sign a Natasha Mack, someone who I've heard right. some great stuff with, um, right. or to sign Alexi Brown. And I think the heel aspect adds an element of, okay, you know, maybe she doesn't come over or, you know, she's now on her way over, as, as you said, or, you know, about to be on her way over, whatever it is, Um But in that situation, do you worry about this is a team that's going for the championship run? Do we possibly bring Lexi in, a player who can not only play the point, but can also play off ball as a shooter, a a versatile player, which might signal the end of Natasha Mack's time in Chicago? What's your thoughts of the makeup of this and that very coveted 11th spot? 
You know, obviously, again, um, want to begin by shouting out Rachel for breaking that news. I was able to confirm it with James, you know, shortly after. And obviously, you know, you're right. This was done to free up space for them to have a player that they can depend on the entire season, even though this is a very deep team filled with a lot of talented stars it takes everybody to win a championship and that's the ultimate goal. You know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know how many people actually truly understand how challenging it is to win a championship. And I'm including myself in that everything has to work. Everything Mm -hmm. has to go. It has to fall together essentially. And so when you are going into the season already with a player like Gabby, who's extremely talented, no one has ever, said this has anything to do with Gabby not being an asset to the team. Um, but when you are, are already starting the, the season kind of behind the mark, I guess you can say in that, you know, she was going to be largely unavailable due to her commitments with the French national team. That's problematic. So, you know, that, that aside, now you're looking at this roster and, and some of the training camp players that, you know, are fighting for a spot on this 11-player roster. And absolutely, I think Natasha Mack is a player that Wade has had nothing but positive things to say about. I will say that there has been discussion about, you know, her having to get adjusted to the speed of things and, and um, you know, learning as she goes. And when you think about those things, it kind of makes you wonder, okay, are they – are they making those comments because she's not quite ready to make a WNBA roster? Are are they making those comments just acknowledging that she's still growing? Um, that kind of put a question mark in my head as to, is she truly capable of making that 11 player roster? But when you look at a player like Lexi, who, you know, can play on the ball and off the ball, similar to Gabby, when this news broke to me, Lexi jumped off the page as a player that's going to that that could earn a spot on this roster and then when you consider Shyla as well Shyla is more of a true point guard um and she is someone who Wade has talked about playing very similar to Courtney so and he's also mentioned you know she's again a solidified player so when you're talking about that 11 player roster I in my mind also consider Shyla as part of that 11 player roster. So when this news broke about Gabby, to me, the two players that, again, jumped off the page as potentially filling that 11 spot was first Lexi and then Natasha. Oh, yeah. And and also like to keep in mind two things. One, you look at the roster we just laid out. Parker, Stevens, Dolson, Hibbard and Nadur are all bigs. So the idea that you need some more, you know, like you have, let's say you split the team up into bigs and bigs and not bigs. If Uh you have already five of your roster is a big, you kind of need to even that out. Uh, So I definitely get what you're saying. I also wanted to point out something interesting when you were talking about Natasha Mack and, and the comments about getting her up to speed and everything. I, I think in the W we don't give enough credit to the mind game some of these coaches play. And I'm not saying that Coach Wade is doing this, but I think it might be something 
that coaches have done in the past and he might be doing right now, which is to play the mind game of saying Mac needs to make some adjustments, needs to get up to speed. It's a learning curve. Obviously, there's a learning curve for like 95% of all college players coming into the W. Right. But it could be a smart move to put those, you know, plant that seed of doubt in other GM's minds so that if they are in a position where they have to cut her because of, you know, we need to sign Lexi fits this team better. Maybe that one comment plays enough of a game that other coaches don't pick her up and they're able to, you know, secure her rights in some form, in some way, something like that, or can keep her in a back pocket for later on if something happens. I just want to throw that out there because it's definitely a possibility. Uh, maybe I'm overreading into things and going stir crazy being in a room watching a billion Zoom conferences. I don't know. Um, but just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, let's talk about strength and weakness. All right. We're going to start with weakness. We start with the bad, then we move to the good. What do you think the weakness of this team is going to be? Um, I, like I could go first, but I'm I'm on this one. I'm going to piggyback off you because <laughs> it's it, no, it's it, it's easy to say the backup point guard position because you look at the rest of this roster and it's a pretty stacked roster. But is that just copping out and taking the easy answer? I don't know. What what do you think the weakness is? You know what? It's honestly really hard to say what the weakness is before you even see a team play, and especially as listen, I'm a realist. Like I'm never gonna front. Like I'm out here with the same repertoire as James Wade or any of these other brilliant basketball minds. But obviously when you're, you know, critiquing a team, when you're analyzing a team, it's your job as a media member to do that. And Mm so as a member of the media covering this team, again, challenging to, to say what a weakness is before you've even see the team, seen the team play. But to me, a bigger weakness than backup point guard will be, this team's defensive abilities. Yes, they they brought in the reigning defensive player of the year, and Candace is already hugely impacting this team and and raising the bar on both ends of the court. But to me, that is going to be a bigger challenge to, to throughout the entire season is them making sure that they improve on that end of the court enough to contain some of these, you know, other dominant teams in this league. I think that, you know, if, if everything Wade has said about Shyla, it fits and stands, I think she's going to come in and, and be the backup point guard that this team needs, that this team has needed to get over the hump. The bigger question and the bigger, you know, um, concern to me has been that this team has, you know, consistently over the last couple of years struggled on defense. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I guess the reason that I shy away or that's maybe my second concern is more so because, yeah, it's obviously been a concern, especially interior defense. Like we're not going to sit here and talk that like Vander Quiggs is like the most staunch defensive players in league's history. That, but I've always viewed the interior defense as the bigger concern for this team. I mean, last year is kind of a wash when you have, you know, such athletic players like Diamond Shields and Ezra Stevens getting injured and, and missing out. But the influx of bringing those players back along with Candace Parker, along with a stew for me, kind of like seeing those players come back. Now, granted, uh, you know, the, the naysayers will jump out at me and say, 
a stew was on a team that had some serious defense interior defensive issues. So what are you saying? How does that solve the issue? I just feel that they, they definitely marked off. Okay. Number one issue we need to solve is defense and, and slash superstar. They bring in a superstar in Candace Parker, Candace Parker coming off a defensive player of the year award um, and bringing back a stew definitely solidifies the defense and says, okay, I feel comfortable saying they've answered that question. Will it work out? Like you said, we don't know until we see it play. Um, but seeing the roster itself as as basically only thing we can judge on, to me at least says, okay, I I feel confident that they have at least addressed that question. And I and I similarly feel that with, with Shyla Heel, but I do think, you know, with a player who has been unproven going up against uh WNBA size, WNBA speed players, that's what I want to see. Sorry to interrupt you, but she hasn't, she isn't unproven in that regard. She's played professionally in Australia since she was 14 years old playing against WNBA players. True. Like, so Shyla has proven herself on the professional stage and not just the professional stage, but against WNBA talent. No, you're right. So, again, these, I, I think these two go hand in hand. I think, you know, these are two quote unquote, um, what did you say? Weaknesses, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. We can say yeah. <laughs> these are two, I'll say question marks. These are two question marks heading into the season. And yes, on paper, it looks like they answered it, but only seeing them play will truly answer it. First of all, appreciate you shutting me up and telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of times I have guests on and they're afraid to say that. I want you, if you disagree with me, Come say it to my face. Let's talk about it. No, and I agree. I think more so maybe I'm knocking her for her age, which obviously is not fair. Um, There's still growth in her game, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Can we see that top level? We've seen the highlight reels. Can we see that consistently top level play from her? I, I say yes, and I am excited about this signing, and I am hyped about it. The question is, like you're saying, can we see it? You know, it's a question mark. Are you, is the answer going to be yes, no, or maybe? And if it's maybe, it's just a prolonged question mark in my mind. Uh, well, maybe I'll maybe that's crazy. Then, I'll, just, I'll just ask you this then. If you have a player who's been playing professionally since she was 14 years old, mm-hmm. who's coming into a team where Courtney Vandersloot is going to be her mentor, and you know we know Courtney is not the player who necessarily like coddles players, takes them under her wing, you know, hypes them up, blah, blah, blah. She leads by example. But regardless, coming into a player where, or a team where Courtney Vandersloot's going to be your mentor, you already have all this experience playing against grown women, some of the best women to play the game in Australia. I mean, I don't know if this is overly positive of me, but that sounds like, that sounds like a player that's gonna that's that's gonna be ready to go. It's the perfect fit. Don't get me wrong. It's the and and it's the perfect fit because as I said it before, and I don't want to downplay what her role is gonna be by saying like all you need to do is keep the boat afloat. What I mean by that is like when she comes out, like the the plus minus difference of when Sloot was on the court versus not was embarrassing. Oh, and yeah. and 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 that's what I mean by it is like there was such a big drop-off. Now, obviously, there's going to be a drop-off when you're talking about the accolades of Sloot, when you're 